Fitness is about all your habits, what you do every day. And those habits are not yours if you try to do it alone. Those habits have to trickle down what is happening at your in your house. You know, if I decide to eat something healthy and if my family is not supporting me and not, not duplicating the same thing, then it is no point. I will not be able to sustain it. I will not be able to take it on a long-term basis. If I want to sleep early because I am tired, my body is fatigued out, if there's a family get-together, get I'm not able to sustain it. So what we are talking about over here in terms of fitness is that it has to change in terms of your habit. It has to change in your daily routine. You cannot just come train with me for an hour and for the rest 23 hours, you're abusing your body, you're abusing your time. Welcome to the Find Your Ultra podcast. I'm your host, Vipin Sharma. My guest today is Jatin Aroda, who is an extremely inspiring individual. Uh, Jatin left his corporate life to pursue his calling, uh, which was to build a life around fitness and outdoors. Jatin is himself an endurance athlete. He swims long distances, he rides and runs as well. But his preferred sport, I believe, is uh, distance swimming. Jatin is uh, himself an amateur athlete uh, as well as a coach. He is uh, an Ironman certified triathlon coach. He is also a certified personal trainer from the American Council of Exercise, uh, CrossFit Level 2 trainer. He is also a CrossFit Kids trainer, a Reebok Master trainer, a Rehab trainer. He clearly loves studying, right? He hasn't clearly hasn't had enough of it in school. So, Jatin is still learning and growing his skills. Now, to provide his skills and learnings and expression and to share his knowledge with people, Jatin has helped build a couple of outstanding communities. Jatin founded uh, BCY, the Bootcamp Yellow Community, which is an outdoor fitness community. And one called Tri Club Gurgaon, which is uh, essentially a community of tri triathletes. Uh, he is himself a four-time Ironman 70.3 finisher, which is a half iron distance. And he's got one lined up next month, as we just heard before we started rolling. Now, what started as a personal pursuit has now become a lot bigger than himself. He is, uh, uh, it is now a community of folks who are inspired to head outdoors every day, uh, working on becoming their best version. Uh, I cannot wait to learn more about how he's done all of this, what drives him and what specific advice he has for people starting out and established runners as well as triathletes who are looking to up their game. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Jatin sir, welcome to the Find Your Ultra podcast. Thank you, Vipin. Thank you very much for having me over. It's uh, I'm, I'm very happy and excited to have this conversation with you. I am so glad we are doing this. I mean, uh, I'm so glad, first of all, you agreed to do this. Uh, at the Like you didn't think twice, you were just, okay, fitness ke mein, let's do it. <laughs> so, so I'm glad we are, we are here and we are doing this. Thank you. So thank you for making time. Cheers. And thank you for bearing with us while we were fixing the equipment and everything. <laughs> we had a lot of goof ups today, um, but we are starting out. We are, we'll, we'll get there. So uh, to begin with, let's let's begin right at the beginning. Like I have so many questions for you. Uh, the, the BCY community I've been following for a very long time. I know a lot of athletes there. I've been following their personal journeys. So we'll get into the communities first, uh, communities later. But let's first talk about your own journey. You started out as a corporate guy. Um, were you? So let's go even um, further back. Uh, 
what was your childhood like what did you uh, schooling did you always were you always an outdoors person were you always into fitness uh, what was your pre working life like see i mean if i go all the way back to my school and my college days i think sports and fitness was a very essential part of our uh, growing up years uh, i i come from a christian uh, boy school where outdoor sports swimming specifically and then of course cricket was a, a very essential part of our daily routine uh, at the age of 4 when i started uh, school we were thrown in the pool and we were uh, we were Uh, asked to swim and that's where my swimming journey started but you know that was just a small part as growing years yeah. but you know we i come from a very active family my elder brother was a lot into sports uh, into fitness and that's how the whole journey started and as we grew up with uh you know if you don't have time the only thing which you do is is play a game or play a sport uh i think when we were growing up in the 80s and the 90s of course we didn't have anything internet or any too much of television so i think a lot of time was spent outdoors and that's how the, you know it's as it's a part of my dna and that's we we grew up of course in in school i played cricket at a very senior level uh, uh i almost uh, qualified to play for the state uh, ranji for uh, uh, railways but of course you know with studies uh, being at the forefront they did not take that route but yes i kept on um, uh, you know sports as a very important part of my life uh you know when we moved to corporate when i started working for a couple of uh, corporate companies being a cricketer and cricket was a very important part of a lot of corporate companies so i was always a part of it. and fortunately uh, i worked for uh, a pretty big uh, cash and carry store which was about sports and that's where you know i reignited my whole running and my sports culture back so yeah uh, i mean sports have been and, and fitness have been a part of my dna right from my childhood days yeah so i didn't know the uh, love for cricket runs so deep uh, you were you were follow watching uh, cricket on your phone just before we started rolling absolutely i mean yeah. i mean you know now uh, with with so much happening in terms of fitness cricket is something i don't play don't mm-hmm. so much sunday mornings are either you can cycle you can run or you can play i mean th- there are few options you have to make mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i still follow watching it of course as much yeah. as i can that's the thing about uh, endurance sports it does not leave time much much time for anything else <laughs> absolutely i yeah. think i think uh, that that goes uh, you know where you need to convince a lot of things at home yeah. you need to make sure that before your family wakes up you're back home so yeah it's a it's a tough call but yeah once you love it it's your passion you don't think twice about it yeah so where where, where this gets uh, really inspiring is and of course um, everybody who quits their regular day, uh, daytime job to to pursue their calling is an uh, inspiring individual in a lot of ways um how did your how did you uh, what was the impulse to quit your job um and what uh, how did you talk us through that whole journey of you quitting the job how were the initial few years um and and how difficult was the decision for you to to take that call uh see the decision to be honest uh, was driven totally by my family mm-hmm. i was in bangalore i was working for a cash and carry sports uh, company over there and my family my wife and my two kids uh, my wife's uh, you know work had to bring her back uh, to gurgaon that's where i belong so she had to come back and i did not have the i would say the guts to stay without my family with my two boys so it was an impulsive decision i quit i came back didn't have a job 
and uh, you know with the retail work which i was into and retail is a very very a uh, taxing industry to be in uh, i was uh, managing a cash and carry store where the day would start at 6 and there was a, it was a never ending day uh, it was uh, all 7 days a week you were working so it really drained out a lot out of me so when i came back uh, you know i realized that maybe uh, you know working 9 to 5 or or 9 to 9 rather was not something which i was inspiring to do uh that is where you know uh, i came back to gurgaon and i uh, there was a, a crossfit was very new in, in that time in in our country i'm talking about the year 2012 where i took over as a uh, you know as training myself to be a crossfit athlete uh, and and that's where the whole journey started where you know it kind of really kicked in that this is something which i like the community aspect you know where we were a bunch of about 8 10 people training in a session and that's where i went and spoke to a couple of people saying that what will it take me to stand over there and lead a session and and a lot of questions were answered by you know doing the crossfit elven course where uh, you know i got myself equipped with whatever knowledge i could rather than just standing and doing things uh, without too much of information uh, so i i got myself certified with l1 and that's where i started so you you um, sorry to interrupt you yeah. there uh, just to clarify yeah. for me uh, so that i paint the picture in my head very clearly yeah. you uh, did the certification before you did the certification you um, had quit your job already or? i had quit my job already it was about 6 7 months i was i was looking at a lot of uh, uh, avenues to work at food healthy food was one option i was looking at uh, but but something you know it was not resonating i kept on working and looked at but you when know, you were quitting your job what what was the thought like ke kya karne wale hain no no plans okay. no plans okay uh, i was fortunate uh, my wife was doing good for herself mm. uh, i had a good support at home with my wife and my kids mm. so i think that was the essential strength i had to take a call yeah so i mean lot of people i mean not everybody of course has that uh, backup or or uh, support but a lot of people do and still they don't pursue their calling and do much about it uh, uh, well well you know yeah. it was a it was an impulsive decision i came home and i told my family they stood by me i mean i and i and i think i still give a lot of virtue to the fact that they stood by me and to where we are today in terms of whatever communities we build up or whatever wherever i am in my professional career a lot of credit goes to my family who supported me throughout you know those uh, days when you know i did not have a job and there were ideas i was getting frustrated also but yeah it takes time everything takes time to settle in uh, everything has its own right time to kind of fall in place so so that's where you know where i came back i did not have a job i did not have a plan i did not have any idea what i need to do mm-hmm. the only thing was that ye nahi karna that's it i said i don't want to work for somebody 9 to 6 and get uh, you know burnt out and do not have time for my boys and do not have time for my family that's something i knew i don't want to do yeah. what i want to do i still had still a lot of uh, you know unclear picture yeah so the one way to figure out what you want in life is to is to uh, clarify for for yourself what you don't want yeah. and that's that's a way yeah yeah wonderful sir so you you did a, the the crossfit uh, trainers course yes. so so you said you briefly wanted to explore something in healthy food and yes uh, so what was that like so so i was again looking at a lot of healthy food options uh, mm. you know food trucks were were uh, things which were really in my head but you know 2012 they were not too much of clarity in terms of the laws uh, and it required a lot of investment so that was also an option that i did not have any uh, too much of money to be investing into the business mm. so i was looking at something which a resonates with what my personality is uh, fitness and sports and healthy life was something i was looking at 
I did not have too much of funds. I didn't want to, did not want to go out and ask for money from anybody. So I was looking at all these permutation combinations yeah. to see what to start with, and gradually and slowly opportunities came my way, and 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 gradually we we set up with what we are today. So you stumbled upon CrossFit uh, somehow, and then um, so you you just said something. Um, which i want to know more about so you said when you were when you attended that course you were, you you wondered what would it take for me to stand there and and train these people yeah. or or be on that stage yeah so so yeah i mean the idea was first to equip myself in whatever i wanted to do so i went and did a elven course again it required an investment but that investment was worthwhile because i was doing that investment on myself and knowledge no matter how much you spend it's always you know it always pays off somewhere or the other so that's where i went and while i was doing my strength and conditioning course i connected with the corporate office of reebok and that was a time when running as a sport or i would say as a as an amateur activity was really taking up in gurgaon 2012 2013 and that's where you know i was referred to uh, you know running was was something which i had picked up uh, while i was in bangalore run, uh, bangalore has some amazing running culture yeah. uh, when i came back i continued training myself in running i was doing strength and conditioning and my referred from my name was somewhere referred to the reebok team saying that you know this guy is somebody you could kind of you know take care uh, as in and you can you can appoint him uh, to take care of something they call reebok running squad to be started again yeah. so they they called me interviewed me you know see if i could do that and that was the first step which kind of you know really uh, helped me set up with what i wanted to do uh, so in a span, in the month of october 2012 13 uh, 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 reebok approach and they wanted to start reebok running squad to uh, train people for the atl delhi half marathon uh, it started out well uh, you know we've uh, uh, made a very very good strong reebok running squad community in gurgaon but that was a very very short term project which we were doing for about 3 months because post adhm they wanted to shut it and then reopen it you know the next uh, pre adhm switch was absolutely okay it was a part of the marketing arm and and it made a lot of sense with what they were doing but you know post adhm the folks who were connected with me who were training with me we stayed together and they said if reebok has stopped why don't you continue training us because mm-hmm. in the end it's you who's training us so it kind of worked out well it did not require any investment because i was using an outdoor park it required me training people it required uh, you know just connecting with people and that's what i was looking at and that's where the whole strength and conditioning came into place uh, uh, for me being a crossfit l1 coach uh, being a runner what i wanted to look at was and that was i believe the need of the hour was that a lot of runners were running getting injured without realizing what is the important aspect of running is strength and conditioning which was a big aspect they were missing and i wanted to just bank on that and started people uh, i started coaching people uh, we had a bunch of about 12 to 14 people who were training and that's where we started and uh, you know then from there it's never looking back that is amazing so you so you saw uh, the running culture was definitely growing yes and there was a need for for runners to identify the importance of strength and conditioning yes so we'll we'll talk about that in detail about um, you know why why this is important uh, but but tell us uh, when you started this journey uh, so bootcamp yellow uh, came into being in 2013 2013 february as we talk we complete 10 years this is our a decade we complete decade uh, this month amazing. so amazing yeah. congratulations thank you so uh, congratulations and thank you for building such an amazing community that inspires people around um so bootcamp yellow i i've been seeing bootcamp yellow for 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 a very long time i have been in the running circuit 
and uh, and my first real uh, introduction of bcy was actually at one of the marathon running events where one of my friends was doing a full marathon and i think i'm not sure if i've shared the experience with you uh, he was doing a full marathon and i think i was doing half so i finished my half and a couple of other people who did did, did their half we we went back on the route to get him uh, to sort of pace him for the last few kilometers because full marathons are challenging yeah. right uh, and when we got to him he already had four people by his side like two on this side two on this side uh, wearing bo- in us we trust yep. uh, boot camp yellow t-shirts and uh, they were pouring water over his head they were cheering him on and they were they're like he's well taken care of man yeah. so this was amazing we so this was my first real introduction of this community i was like ye log kaun hai yaar ye to hamare group ke bhi nahi hai na ye banda hamare group ka hai right. why are they doing this for him yeah. so i uh, my impression first impression was amazing i was like these are a good bunch of people they're yeah. doing something right and then um, of course we finished the run and we thanked everybody um, it was it was all great to see yeah so tell us how do you build this culture so one one way to build culture is monkey see monkey do so agar aap khud kuch aise karte ho to dusre bhi dekh ke aisa karte hain aapki community mein uh, and the other way is also uh, encouraging certain behaviors and discouraging certain behaviors yeah. how did you so does the does the culture of the group flow just from you that you're like this and then uh, it becomes automatic to everybody else or uh, there were did you have to consciously work on building that culture uh, i never thought or took that as a conscious decision uh you know we've just kind of kept the culture uh, a very training focused culture uh you know uh, what do people want you know are we we cater to uh, you know our average age of boot camp yellow athlete uh, who's running or training with us is about 36 so we are talking about a mid age uh, you know corporate guy who's who has families um, you know and they look out to come out and they look at a little disciplined environment in terms of they're serious about their fitness that's where we look at you know if you look at your teens until about 20 you're too busy in setting up your career 20 to 30 you're like back to work you're kind of making your professional career then you have achieved your family you now realize that you know 36 37 you need to get into fitness in terms of you need to spend time on yourself so we've just kept the environment very very honest uh, kept the whole uh, uh, culture around training you know we've had communities where uh, you know the culture has been ap- de- depending on what they want to achieve out of it my objective has always been that if you come and train with us you are looking at achieving something you're looking at achieving your aspirational goals you're looking at progressing in probably you would dreamt of sometime and when you give them honest environment uh you know i i live by in boot camp very simple three you know words it's community it's respect and exceptional service these are three words if you go to my uh, if you come to boot camp yellow you will find these words written all over if you go to my uh, you know any communication we always put these three words because that's what we've kind of really really lived by and and a very important word you said was in us we trust i was going to ask that yeah so, so it's it's something you know we uh, you know for us we just trying to create that culture that you know people start believing in themselves that they can achieve it it's not about what i say it's not about what you say it's not about what you're doing that i want to achieve it's the first thing is the mindset so we want to kind of push everybody to start looking at things that they can achieve it 
and that's how the culture derives and that's how you know uh, you know like you saying monkey see monkey do yes that's an important aspect but that also has to be driven at certain points where uh, you know uh, uh, it's it's not that i drive a culture it's not that who you drive a culture it's the whole energy of the system and the energy of the system is always kept around very very honest uh, and very disciplined in terms of training focus and 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 sometimes i get a lot of flack for it also because uh, you know sometimes i'm very strict but uh, if i'm not strict then we don't drive yeah. you know the culture we want to drive yeah yeah no uh, i i myself have some experience of running a community and i've seen so many communities around and and with that comes so many challenges yes. um it's it's not easy to please everybody yeah. and um, so 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 in that respect i mean uh, i B, bcy for me stands out uh, you've done a commendable job of uh, keeping people together and keeping them in good spirits of just helping each other and working towards each other's um, progress yeah so jatin um so it's been great so far uh, what i want to know about from uh, about uh, from you is about longevity you guys talk about longevity quite a bit in your communication um longevity uh, is a subject that does interest me a lot personally uh, i i believe um, the life spans are shortening the health spans are shortening uh, so so just thinking about longevity and doing things that uh, uh, support that uh, are important in today's day and time how do you guys uh, help people um, live longer or imp- improve their health spans see even when you talk about fitness you know fitness is not about just uh, you know picking up a, a a one week challenge or something which you pick up on the 1st of jan new years that i'm going to start something and by the end of the month we are done dusted uh, it's not about picking up like a a crazy diet which will not be sustainable or looking at a 100 day run challenge you know there, there are these crazy challenges you see thanks to social media of course you know they are at a rise in a in a abstract way which personally does not connect with me you know fitness is a about all your habits what you do every day and those habits are not yours if you try to do it alone those habits have to trickle down what is happening at your in your house you know if i decide to eat something healthy and if my family is not supporting me and not not duplicating the same thing then it is no point i will not be able to sustain it i will not be able to take it on a long term basis if i want to sleep early uh for because i am tired my body is fatigued out if my there's a there's a, a family get get together i'm not able to sustain it so what we are talking about over here in terms of fitness is that it has to change in terms of your habit it has to change in your daily routine you cannot just come train with me for an hour and for the rest 23 hours you're abusing your body you're abusing your time so we're talking about what you do in the whole 24 hours so that's where we are not just training people for that hour we are also trying to get them out in terms of educating them uh, to give you an example you know we've recently got um, a, a whatsapp group going on with all women in it we call it we fit uh, it is not a paid program it is absolutely free program i'm not running it we have our bcy members women who are accomplished doctors uh, nutritionists uh, uh, who are dermatologists and are into fitness are into running are into cycling and they are leading that group by educating women that what can be done there is so much of mind block there is around that if i am a woman i cannot do this or i cannot do a specific uh, you know uh, routine i cannot follow so we are just trying to get them going get them so when i say longevity we are talking about getting your habits in place 
doing things on a sustainable basis rather than just one odd you know day you do it and then you're off makes a lot of sense yeah. so so you so are there are there specific uh, protocols that people have to follow or do you give recommendations on how do how should people live the rest of their day so let's say uh, first hour and this is where uh, you know a lot of um, a term a friend recently told me about active couch potato yeah. uh, so these guys are active because they are working out for an hour yeah. uh, or maybe two hours and then rest of the day they they just sat in front of a computer uh, so so w- do you uh give protocols to these people or do you encourage just good behaviors and movement see uh, you know as a coach as a trainer uh, you know uh, you get a lot of protocols i can give as many protocols as you want you know but in the end you have to do it if it doesn't hit you you do not follow it so uh, you know a lot of people come to us purely because it has struck them that something is going wrong i need to fix it and i think that's the first battle they won and that's why they come to us and you know i i think we are blessed with a very very strong community where almost 75 to 80% of our people who come join us are not through social media are not through putting posters they're all through references why references because i am the best if if i'm a boot camp your obc i member and if i have changed my life mm. i have got into a healthy way i have visually changed i have physically changed numbers in terms of my biomarkers i will be the first you know i would say the role model for a lot of people around walking talking walking talking about us and and we've been here in this sustained all the seasons for 10 years now and we have some amazing journeys amazing stories uh, you know that there are, there have been times when we see people and we uh, you know uh, we just amazed to see the the changes they brought in their life and we see their kids now following the same footsteps mm-hmm. so 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 it is more of people doing the talk rather than we sitting over there and telling them like a like like a principle that ye karo wo karo we don't talk about all that we just let our people show and lead by example yeah that's amazing yeah what uh, let's talk about runners so main khud bhi runner hu aur baki hamare dost bhi bahut sare runners hain in my opinion uh, in your opinion what uh, mistakes are runners currently making um and yeah what should they what uh, so let's let's talk about the mistakes that they're making currently i think uh, i would not restrict you to runners i would i would put this to endurance athletes mm-hmm. i think the first thing they need to realize is that they need to give enough importance to what they do the training is to their rest recovery and sleep sleep is uh, the one uh, you know habit which is abused the most if i am an endurance athlete i would cut down on my sleep but i will put an extra hour of training i would have worked for crazy whole day i will not sleep but i will want to go and train an extra hour big thinking that is going to help me is going to help me progress is going to make me better uh, unfortunately uh, if you are spending time on the road or on the treadmill or on the saddle training respect sleep 7 to 8 hours you have to put that time into your rest and recovery otherwise uh, you know progressions and injuries are something it's which counterproductive it's counterproductive absolutely so yeah. people need to understand that they need to give enough importance to sleep and rest yeah i heard one of the coaches talk about uh, if you had to choose between a 7 mile run and a 7 hour sleep uh, choose a 7 hour sleep 
uh, if you can do both then that's the best absolutely i mean i mean for me um, i I'll, i will not go far this monday uh, i had a very hectic sunday workout sunday i had a long ride uh, uh, i had a indoor ride for about good 3 hours i woke up went for work i came back my body was not responding because of course i had fatigued out my whole last week build up was very heavy I didn't even think of sitting on the saddle for 3 hours it would have been counterproductive I just switched off the lights I slept called it a day woke up went for work in the evening but my next day I had a good strong swim purely because I respected to listen to my body and that is the important uh, you know uh, aspect which endurance athletes have to listen to for them not to be injured or for them to progress they have to respect that yeah uh um So two questions one was about uh, somebody who again I'm going back to the conversation we are ha- having about somebody who does not do anything at the moment uh, what uh, why is exercise important for longevity just to come back on the subject for a second uh see i would say exercise for longevity you will look at a i would first tell people that you know exercising is not about just getting and paying heavy subscriptions to a gym mm-hmm. to get fit as simple as starting to walk starting to just uh, you know doing some basic daily physical activity uh, is is what is important now why is it important i think i think these are things which all of us understand and know you know our eating habits are not at the best the food which we are kind of getting are not the cleanest uh, you know the the lifestyles we are living in terms of work stress Uh, the kind of ease of uh, getting things ordering things at home is is there so all our habits are all over the place right now so what we need to do is we need to a get into more physical exercise now when i say physical exercise everybody understand those numbers are there you google it you'll get the numbers you know we need to live an active lifestyle 45 minutes burns x amount of calories to live healthy life blood tests are something which we don't take care of you know we need to address that issue also so so for me it's just simple any kind of physical activity is important and that physical activity what fits your need what fits your comfort what fits your uh, i would say your routine your pattern is is as good as it could be so i want to go a little deeper why uh, is that physical activity important why why is that movement important uh if you if you want to go technical we're talking about yeah. uh, we're talking about your joint strength we're talking about mobility we're talking about ensuring you know that you are uh, you know uh, uh, looking at spending enough time uh, you know uh, doing that work to to burn cut down fat to make sure your muscles are supple you make sure you are into that physical activity to be more than physically you're also mentally fit you know you're in the mental comfort level it's a great stress buster you know you do a a 30 minute walk you come back after a heavy day of stress you'll feel that stress buster for me i think it's a great bonding between a family where they go out for a 30 minute walk away from the screen time fitness is one way you know you're also giving a good uh, you know example to your family at home that what can be done so you know it's a good uh, family exercise you can do but there are plenty of things you can keep on adding to the list Yeah. No, uh it is so it is actually wonderful to think about in this way like uh, it's a good family activity as well as catching up with people like right? it's, it's yeah. always 
अबाउट कैचिंग अप विद पीपल ओवर बियर और कॉफी और लंचेज इट कुड बी अबाउट कैचिंग अप ओवर वर्कआउट्स विद यू नो रनिंग अबाउट कैचिंग अप विद पीपल यू नो रिसेंटली देर इज अ न्यू ट्रेंड विच इज कम आउट नाउ इज एंड एंड आई थिंक एंड आई रियली लाइक द फैक्ट दैट दिस थॉट प्रोसेस इज कमिंग टू लॉट ऑफ कॉपरेट्स यू नो आई रिमेंबर माई कॉपरेट डेज अस वॉज टीम आउटिंग Friday evening you have a budget from the organization go have a couple of beers have some crazy food you you go home drunk and then you're done now the culture is converting into getting them out into a an outdoor team building activity we've been doing quite a f- lot of these activities now so you know in the morning uh, you know on a friday afternoon the weather is good get your guys out get them introduced to some kind of physical activity get them to do a little bit of running move make them move for them to understand you know that what can be achieved in that 30 to 45 minutes and the best part is we see the lot of senior leadership being there and when they are there and we have a lot of women also participating in it so it's create a good healthy atmosphere rather than you know spending that evening in a in a drinking joint yeah, so yeah 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 that'll still probably keep happening but uh, <laughs> but if you as long as you co- supplement it with some workouts and yes. exercises it's yeah less damaging yeah. yeah wonderful sir so coming back to the runners uh, what mistakes uh, the runners are making uh, would you want would you want to give some specific advice to somebody let's say who's uh, just begun running somebody who has perhaps run a 10k so far yeah. or maybe one or two uh, 21k's they they just uh, getting hooked on to the sport of uh, running cycling swimming long distances mm-hmm. they're just beginning to like it now and uh, they Of course one thing that happens with people is people get hooked very quickly yes. and then they want to uh, do event after event after event and then faster timings longer distances yes. that's what people want to do uh, but in in the process they ignore a lot of things uh, what are the things that they're ignoring and uh, what what should they be doing uh, i think you've you've picked up a lot of important points over here and we see it you know see you know when you pick up uh, a lot of people in our community are picking up running purely because you know it gives them some way of physical activity of stepping out and and doing things which probably they wouldn't have thought maybe a few years back it's a not a short term goal which they should look at it is slow it is steady it is going to take them time to change uh, you know i i tell a lot of people that you know what you are today is not on in because of thanks to a week or or a month it's taken you years to come to a little unfit life if people then leave therefore you approach us don't expect it to change in a month don't expect it to change in a week you need to give it time you need to respect that so it has to a respected in terms of time you need to go slow nothing comes too fast too soon the only thing will come too fast too soon is injury if you try to do it so keep it slow give it time chasing for time chasing for distances chasing for pace everything will happen but a you need to ensure that your body is getting ready for it you know you have an event every sunday you know there are days where there are three events on on a sunday in last weekend a, last weekend yeah in yeah. gurgaon itself there are more than 3 to 4 events yeah. happening on a sunday uh, so you you don't know what to do you don't know where to go it's okay the day will not come to an end and your running journey will not come to an end if you do not run an event what you need to do is you need to a be mindful of spending enough time in doing or training slowly and gradually uh, couple it up with a good strength and conditioning program that is essential running itself is not a 
uh, an, a regime which will take you long. It will, yes, uh, help you build some basic muscle strength, but you need to have a strength and conditioning program for you to run better. You need to run, okay, understood. But you need to couple it up with a strength and conditioning program. And that strength and conditioning does not mean going to a gym and lifting heavy weights. There are a lot of body weight workouts being done. There are a lot of online programs there. There are a lot of open outdoor programs which are being done. Suit what works for you. So respect that. And then pick up a good healthy community which fits your need. I'm not saying that we are the only one. There are many communities in Gurgaon. Um, not necessarily they follow the kind of program we follow. Everybody has have their own USP. They follow their own USPs and they are thriving. They're doing well. They are bringing out some good strong runners. If you fit into that culture, join that community. It really helps you A, um, run safely. No point in Gurgaon running all by yourself. People around you will always provide you that safety. Camaraderie, that is very essential for runners, you know, running together. And while you're doing that, you get a lot of motivation. Yes, you get a lot of education with people around you. Experienced runners always talk about their experiences. They talk about their journeys. Not necessarily their journey has to be your journey, but there are always some pointers you pick it up from them. Implicate, duplicate that. And if it works for you, you know, who knows that maybe two years, three years down the line from a 10K, you've done your full marathon. So, yeah. So, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, different training zones. Uh, so, when, when there are people who are coming into the sport very new, uh, they... And, and and let's say you you, you I've, I've run for a few years so i understand the game uh, the sport a little bit and and if i'm advising somebody to go a little slow they think that because i'm not a very fast runner they i want everybody to run slow right so instead uh, what i want you to help me tell people is why are zones important uh, why what because th th there is different adaptations that happen in different zones in your body so every zone has its own value uh, has its own place in your training so uh, please tell, tell people why is it physiological adaptation wise important to run in you know different zones uh, women, I think these zones and these HRs and, you know, all these, uh, you know, these fancy terms which have come in, I think what we need to first understand is the importance and what comes out of it. You know, a lot of times people come and question, you know, coach, I've been training so hard, I've been working so hard, but my run was again in zone four. I start walking and I suddenly go in zone three and zone four. I again go back and reiterate this point to all my athletes is just by training harder, training longer putting more volume, putting more intensity in your training is never going to change your zones. Yes, they will bump up and down. But what makes the change in your zones is your stress, your sleep, your recovery, your nutrition, your hydration. So as an athlete, we want to virtue, we want to work on six aspects to get a better, stronger runner. What I'm focusing on is only on my running. Now, I want to become an athlete. I want to become a strong runner. Am I respecting the hydration needs? Am I looking at the kind of nutrition I need for my those intensities, those volumes? Am I giving my body enough rest and sleep? My training is for an hour. What am I doing in the remaining time? I have stress. I have work stress. I have loads and loads of family stress. Body doesn't know what is stress. It's physical stress, mental stress, uh, family stress, whatever stress it is. 
it comes on what your need is so physical physiological changes will come the zones will change if we start respecting these five other aspects also so that is first to start with that it's not about running at a pace of 6 to come to a 5 my zones will change no yes your thresholds will change but your heart rate will not change so we need to respect that and understand that coming back to the heart rate zones yes again by running we need to learn that that if i want to learn, run fast i have to first learn how to run slow for me 80% of our trainings are done in zone 2 zone 3 what what do you mean by zone 2 zone 3s i do not talk about more than 70 to 75% of my max heart rate when i'm training majority of the races which you do or i would say 80% of the races you do are always done in zone 3s you don't go in zone 4 zone 5 yes there are periods when you really want to push there are periods when you really want to go for your personal best timings when you've trained for certain things you go give your all out effort but races are not done on all out efforts trainings are not done on all out efforts you need to periodization you have to periodize your trainings to ensure that where you are what is your current physical state So for me, if I look at a good, uh, let's say, twelve month training period for a runner, uh, to look at doing, uh, you know, uh, if you, if somebody who's already done a couple of half marathons and he has a very specific goal in in terms of improving his time, I'm not going to be making him run like uh, you know on his zone fours and zone fives or threshold runs of year two maxes. I'm not going to be doing that. I will be spending about seventy percent of the training zone in teaching him to run slow. you know it is not like i said it's not going to change overnight adaptations take time body physiological changes take time and that time will differ from athlete to athlete will change from runner to runner will change in terms of what has his been background what sports background is he coming from somebody who has lived a a a, a very very non active life for 35 years and suddenly started to to run now we don't see him running uh, a half marathon in 150 155 people will i'm not saying they don't people do but is it the right way to do it again i would look at case to case uh, so again you know trainings will differ from athlete to athlete but the base remains the same we talk about base building we talk about your physiological changes we talk about your ankle joint strength we talk about your muscle getting enough strength and enough uh, you know you understanding your um uh, uh, your fuel optimization in terms of ensuring that you are able to cope up to the loads your body is taking up otherwise uh, you know we know that every second person will be out running uh, you know long distance everybody is an ultra runner it is not it is a lot of physical adaptations you look at there are a lot of mental uh, you know load we need to look at sometimes it's not about physical you're an ultra runner you know it it's uh, after a certain point it's not about what physical is it's all mental if you are mentally strong if you are able to push yourself you can you know cross that uh, finish line so there are a lot of cases to cases we have to see so so if people are listening i would only say train patiently don't be in a rush you're not going to be uh, you know uh, finishing off uh you know the whole training period in a week or a month it's a long duration game that's why people say it's called a marathon you know you need to you need to take time yeah 
and we tend to forget it's meant to meant to give us joy yeah like uh, you know somebody came up to me and sometime told me you know you know because you know we also went through this cycle where we were focusing a lot on speed we were focusing a lot on yeah. getting people to run faster so it took us to pull back and understand that you know this is not what we want to do we want what we call as joy of running Yeah. so that's where we perpetually pull back and you know as a coach i've also gone through as uh, as an athlete yes but as a coach i've gone through my learning experiences also you know initially i would also be in a similar boat where people would come to me we would make people run faster longer but i think experience teaches you best it's not just about what you what you learn in a book or doing a certification it's your experiences handling people training people and people teach you a lot of lessons in terms of what kind of coaching would they want so we've adapted we've adapted in ways where as a coach i've adapted as a community we've adapted to make sure that we don't keep a set template for everybody we look at individuals background we look at what are their goals the but what we really do is that when they come to us we show them an honest and real picture that we've had cases where somebody came to us recently in a span of 6 months from a couch she did a 6 hour run in a stadium when i looked at her i was a little uncomfortable that this is impossible uh, and she's from a medical background she's a doctor and i looked at her of course i didn't say anything to her because she was not training with me she was training with another coach not the right way to go and you know tell her this is not right i just kind of told her that you know you should focus on couple of other things too in order to get stronger but when you look at that typical template it scares me but again you know uh, you know you we show the real picture yeah. to athletes who come and train with you that this is not the right way and if we have to say no as a coach if i have to say no i would say no those days you know the initial days where we would just try to cling on to a runner and say hey come on i'll train with you i think those days have crossed where if somebody comes and tells us uh, wants us to achieve uh, targets which as per me would be uh, not real time i would tell them it's not real time and if he still wishes to train with me great if he says no i'll be very happily shake hands with him and say yeah. you know what maybe somebody else will help you with that i can't yeah yeah so um So a lot, lot of people want to transition from running to triathlons. Not everybody does. Uh, some people do. I happen to be one of those. Um, I wanted to do an Ironman last to last year. I signed up. In fact, a couple of years ago, when COVID happened, and then it got postponed, and then it got postponed again when the second wave happened, um, and then I took the refund. And now the triathlon game is on the side. Um, when I when I s- started swimming and when I started uh, cycling. I realize that this is a very different sport uh especially cycling um and and especially triathlon so it's not like you begin to become a good cyclist and you begin to become a good swimmer and you're a runner already uh you think you can crush a triathlon uh but when you do all the all three together there are a lot of dynamics that that come into play there's right. there's so many things that I didn't understand personally um so uh, would you uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, what are those specifics that people should keep in mind when they're transitioning from a runner to a triathlete absolutely i think i think before that i would like to you know share the story of how triathlons happened with us you know so so you know post 6 years of uh, you know boot camp a lot of runners had achieved a lot of uh, milestones they were running strong and 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 they they came to me saying coach what next you know that was the first thing they said what's next so that also kind of you know got me into evolving again that okay boot camp ho raha hai strength ho raha hai running ho raha hai now what can we do and that's where you know we started understanding that cycling is a big thing 
स्विमिंग इज समथिंग न्यू अगेन फोकस एंड अटेंशन वॉज ऑलवेज वी नीड टू डू समथिंग रिलेटेड टू फिटनेस दैट वॉज ऑलवेज द मेन एम एंड द मेन ऑब्जेक्टिव ऑफ वॉट वी वॉन्टेड टू डू सो यू नो यू नो वी मेट अ लोकल स्विम कोच एंड सेट यू नो वॉट आई वॉन्ट टू गेट फ्यू ऑफ माई गाइज टू लर्न स्विमिंग विल यू हेल्प अस शी सेट या वाई नॉट and we did a, a a trial class and then that happened while we were doing it then a bunch of guys were you know picking up their cycle and their off days they said coach thoda cycling kar rahe hain said karo you know said why not triathlon let's look at it and then i studying started spending time on it studying more and i started training myself i i've always been from a swimming background so swimming came very naturally to me uh, but of course in the long break i stopped swimming but you know started coming back to me when i hit the water and then you know start things started coming back to me Uh, uh, I had a cycle Bangalore uh, I used to ride cycle to to work uh, I was just about 5 km so that was a very regular commute for me so cycling was always there and then we started doing it and and then I started training myself I didn't have a coach I didn't have any knowledge about the only thing I knew about was YouTube talking to people understanding uh registered myself for Ironman 70.3 without realizing what the course was without realizing the conditions अनजान आदमी कुछ भी नहीं पता था एंड देन वाइल आई वॉज डूइंग दैट आई सेट हे यू नो वॉट माई फर्स्ट स्टेप इज ऑलवेज इफ आई वॉन्ट टू ट्रेन पीपल आई नीड टू बी एजुकेटेड आई कॉन्ट जस्ट हैप हैजली विद एक्सपीरियंस ट्राट ट्रेनिंग पीपल सो आई फाउंड आउट मल्टीपल कोर्सेज आई फाउंड आउट आयरन मैन हैड अ ग्रेट कोर्स इन्वेस्टेड इन दैट टुक मी अ फ्यू मंथ्स टू डू दैट स्पोक टू कपल ऑफ कोचेज अराउंड बट नेवर इन्वेस्टेड इन द कोच I reached Pindan without realizing the course, and that course is one of the toughest courses when it comes yeah, to rolling hills. Yeah, I'm in Pindan uh, near Singapore, right? It's yes, so it's about Indonesia. an hour's ferry journey from mm-hmm. uh, uh, Singapore. Yeah. Uh, seven hills on the while I was climbing up, seven hills while I was climbing wow. back. Uh, headwinds were crazy. I barely managed to finish. Amazing experience. I think the whole training experience of swimming, cycling, running it kind of gave me a lot of sense to the sport. and the next thing is i came back and i said i'm going to do better the first thing i invested in a coach i hired a coach so when i told people that i'm going to be training you for triathlons i've studied i've done a triathlon but you know i'm going to work with you i'm not going to be you know spending uh, in terms of you're not going to be spending on me but i'm going to help you build it up start training people getting people to get into triathlons but i had a coach also uh, why i'm emphasizing this point was that i always wanted to have a coach who could push me to do what i was always shying away i mean my biggest example was whenever i was riding indoors on the trainer i would never used to do any hill repeats because i used to find them very tough when i went to bintan the reality hit me so i said you know what i want to i want somebody who can really really be on my head and tell me what to do and and it paid off spent about good 3 years with him really transformed into uh, you know doing a couple of good triathlons after that but where the point was coming is that you know you need to a get a good strong coach who understands you start building you up and 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 enjoy the whole sport as as a as as a journey for me i think i've enjoyed over the last 4 and a half 5 years now being on the saddle swimming a lot running i think as a as a whole athlete as a whole community it's all about um, uh, discipline it's made me really disciplined individual i think the consistency in my training sometimes i i sometimes surprise myself that how do i get time i can squeeze my time but i will never make sure i'll make sure i never miss my training session and and that's how it has built up over years and over time because it started with a very simple thing people start challenging me coach what's next and uh, now luckily we are uh, one of the biggest in ncr 
वी हैव बीन यू नो वेरी वेरी अग्रेसिवली ट्रेनिंग पीपल आयरन मैन गोवा दिस टाइम वी हैड मोर देन अबाउट फोर्टी फोर पीपल फ्रॉम ट्राई क्लब गुड गाँव पार्टिसिपेटिंग ओवर देर पर्सनल ऑब्जेक्टिव इज टू मेक इट डबल इन टू ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी थ्री लेट्स इन द राइट डायरेक्शन amazing so, so i think there is something something to be said about uh, this decision about hiring a coach now this is something uh, that i've learned very recently uh, for myself it actually shortens your learning curve and the uh, you know uh, uh, hiring a coach actually helps you in ways that you currently can't even imagine before hiring a coach um the feedback that you get so let's say you, you you've been training by yourself and you you know you look at the numbers numbers is all you look at yes uh, but a coach would be able to give you feedback beyond what the numbers are saying they'll be able to look at where you were they'll be able to look at the whole context of where you are in your journey and uh, the context of your life as well to towards your current heart rate is telling you and this feedback actually uh, is extremely valuable to you because uh, it it keeps you on track it, it sort of uh, stops you from getting demotivated and going off track coach keeps you on track but also the their feedback is is beyond just the numbers No you absolutely I think I think uh, you know training is not just about looking at numbers you know a lot of times because you know triathlon training it is again not a one month or a two month journey you know we take at least 6 months for an athlete to join us and get them to do a race uh, an international race so it's a long game you know there are different phases one goes through during that time so more than just physical adaptation you know mentally also there are a lot of these battles an athlete goes through yeah. and that is where the coach's experience his knowledge his maturity comes and puts you in bay that yeah. we can do it you know yeah. puts that confidence back into you you know i i keep on telling people triathlon training is a very big level you know there are days when you sit on the saddle and you do an amazing workout and you astonish yourself that these are the power outputs i get come day 2 day 3 suddenly you find yourself in the dump because you had some certain personal issue mental issue and then it will level you saying that hey i am still doubt whether i can pull those powers or not no matter my ftp is 220 but i cannot ride at 130 135 what do i do so that is where the coach will put you up never mind it's a bad day he will put you into the right frame of mind he will tweak your workouts so that you know you get a workout where it builds you back in your confidence it it gives you a lot of insights of his racing experiences so i think it's a and and you know your coach and you it's a collaboration it's not you paying him he yeah. better do his job no yeah. you yeah. need to communicate with him what you like what you're enjoying what is working for you what you're not working for you you need to be vocal about it you need to demand that from your coach it has to have both ways there are times when you know athletes come and demand things out of me where they say no coach i want this 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 i need to pull back and saying no it is not needed right now sometimes the demand for it i agree to it because it's a it's a good healthy conversation we are doing because in the end the goal is what the goal is to make sure that the athlete finishes his race strong yeah yeah that is the objective both of us are working towards and 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 your coach always looks at it from a third eye view he looks at what is going not just yeah. on the saddle around you to make sure that he gives you the right training phase to get stronger better you know his job is to make you uh, go towards success his job is not to make you go towards failure yeah. so he needs to build that and play with your program accordingly would you say everyone needs a coach i would say everyone needs a coach i would say every individual endurance athlete needs a coach yeah. yeah which coach you need is something you have to understand your need your your the coach's li- your coach's uh, uh uh training style 
the coaches complete uh, you know uh, in terms of uh, what's his uh, you know uh, uh, values in terms of coaching that kind of has to connect yeah. uh, every coach is not for every athlete every athlete is not for every coach so Correct. there is a good mix one has to find out that's so, a good one yeah, yeah. so uh, coming back to the subject of triathlons that we were discussing earlier so let's say there's a runner who's wanting to transition to triathlons what would be your uh, advice how should they go about it how should they go about what skill sets do they need how should they evaluate their ability and how should they make estimates about the amount of effort and time and everything that's going to go into it uh, let's talk about that see when i'm looking at a triathlon as a sport you know we like like the name says you know try you need to look at swim cycle run we're looking at these through these three disciplines so the first thing is a very clear answer to this that what are my skill levels in the three disciplines yes of course he's a runner so he's coming from a running background swimming what is his current swimming levels if he's zero then he needs to first go learn swimming anybody who wants to kick start um, swimming age is no limit i've had people at the age of 40 42 zero swimmers have taken 3 to 4 months to get into the water learn the freestyle skill and they've learned swimming now remember when you learn swimming with an aspect that you want to do a triathlon you we need to understand that you're not going to be a great fantastic swimmer we are not making you into a olympic swimmer or to be a podium finisher in swimming we are teaching you swimming to become a triathlete so you should be a swimmer where you a understand the skill learn the skill freestyle is a stroke most of us use people do use breaststroke also um once you've learned that then you need to understand that you will be doing the race in an open water environment in an ocean lake uh, those are generally when you go do international uh, triathlons there are triathlons which happen in a pool also smaller local events which are good stepping stones for people to understand the flavor and you know the whole experience of what a triathlon takes so in they need to understand swimming learn swimming before they uh, get into the triathlon game then cycling is an important aspect um uh, triathlon is not a, a cheap sport it's an expensive sport purely because of the gear if you look if you look at a gear excuse me <clears throat> if you look at a gear you need to invest in a coaching b you need to look at gears in terms of your cycle uh, uh, shoes if you have the luxury of time then you can ride outdoors you can ride uh, but people like us who live in gurgaon where we know that if you don't cycle for that one hour in the morning then you can't go think of venturing out on the city roads so you need to invest in a trainer so you buy a trainer so that you can always train at your own time uh, and then of course you need to spend time in um, uh, running so you need to build it up you need to package it well so the first thing what we look at is the skills then we look at a what are my financials whether i can afford that sport as a whole or not but of course all these investment which you look at are not that you're going to be looking at uh, 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 that you're going to be spending time every time investing in that if i buy a cycle buy a trainer i can multiply it by good about 2 3 years i can spend my time into then look at the race if any race you go you most of the ironmans happen internationally there's only one which happened in our country in goa so you look at an ironman going internationally traveling travel cost uh you know all the visa cost hotel cost all this adds a lot so for for me i need to look at anywhere from around 3 to 5 lakhs from today i decide to do and do do a triathlon and if i wanted to go do a ironman 70.3 i would look at um, a good 6 to 8 months uh, you know uh, life journey to get ready that's the kind of cost i would look at then it would look at do i have the time 
now a lot of us are corporate guys time is not at our luxury uh, we need consistency we need regular training uh, we look at anywhere from 4 to 5 to a 6 day week training uh, where you would spend about 60 to 90 minutes every day which will include your individual skills which will inc- include your strength and conditioning also now again when i say uh, 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 the training period uh, 60 to 90 minutes that will depend on what training phase you are at so if i begin my training journey i would say of a, a, a 60 minute time i would need every day to about 6 to 8 hours a week again it depends on when you work with a coach he will help you understand what are the days where you can train longer what are the days or working days where you would want to cut it short and as we build up our volume you know the training time will increase and as we go closer to the race day you know we will be talking about reaching a peak peak uh, uh, times and peak phases where we will be spending more time on our saddle or more time so so it has to be planned way and it has to be looked at in a way where we are enjoying the whole journey and we take the call of making sure that we are able to sustain that time time period to to go yeah. and do a strong race what, what does periodization of training mean um uh, again periodization depends on a what phase you are at so if i if i if i go back and say that i have a six month period from today to my race day for a, for an ironman like we were talking about earlier about running training triathlon training works the same way where i will be talking about my base phase depending on where that individual comes from i would periodize his training in a good 8 to 12 weeks where i will be just talking about doing zone 2 zone 3 rides zone 2 zone 3 runs easy uh, swims where he's only building on volume volume to understand what the sport is all about getting his body ready to get into what we call as a build phase i would say anywhere from around 6 to 8 weeks again the 6 to 8 weeks depend on an athlete uh, i would i would extend that also where the volume more or less pulls back but we start talking about intensities that's where we know that that guy has spent 3 months in building the base so he knows what a 3 hour ride would mean what a 2 hour run would mean so his body is ready to take the load we reduce the volume but we now start talking about his intensities we start talking about doing a lot of zone 3 zone 4 rides we look at some doing some stronger intervals for his uh, uh, for his runs swim is where we start building up a little more on pace and a little bit of speed there's a period where we start understanding making him understand on brick workouts where you cycle and you run we don't do that on in the first day or we don't look at the first 3 months we start teaching him how the body would feel after a 2 hour ride what would you do if you go just to a leg opener a a a a 20 minute run also it's not as easy as just running but after what's a leg opener leg opener basically an easy aerobic run doing like what we call is a easy zone 2 run you're spending 2 uh, hours on the saddle so when you get off the saddle and you start moving yeah, those how, jelly legs those jelly legs those lactate formed in your quads and you know that when you want to run they will feel high and your heart rate shoots up so how you try to understand that feeling that you know and 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 once you start get off the saddle you'll automatically feel that you can run faster because your cadence was so high on the saddle but you need to understand that high cadence in running will get you into a high heart rate so how you adapt to that how you understand your physiological changes that how you can control that so so that that's where we introduce him in the build phase then we talking about a peak phase that means a periodization of him getting closer to the race 
where we are duplicating a lot of race environment for him. If I am going doing a race where there are a lot of climbs, so we introduce that for him. We know that he's going to be doing a hot weather ride. For, like for me, I'm training in peak of winters. I am in March going and training in a peak hot weather where it's going to be a 35 plus degree in Philippines. So for me right now, my training is in closed doors, indoors, uh, where uh, a couple of times I switched on the heater to get the room and room temperature way up. So I'm sweating, but I have to get the race environment ready. So, so these are these periodization and these phases which you start working with the athlete and you start building him so that it is systematic. His body takes the adaptations and he starts understanding that what the load is. And we gradually overload him. While we are doing that, an important aspect we start teaching him is about nutrition, about fueling, about hydration. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, racing for a good six and a half, seven hours uh, in, in hot weather conditions. You remember that if you do any running event, you start at about 5.36 in the morning. And by the time the sun is on top of your head, you're done with your run, right? Here, you only start running. Unless you're running an ultra. <laughs> Unless you're running an ultra, of course. Yeah. No, but what we say is in a triathlon, you only start running when you when the sun is right on top of your head. 10, 10, 30, 11, an average, I would say, a recreational triathlete, yeah. he would be starting his run by that time. He wouldn't do that in his training days. So that's the time when we start telling him what is the importance of hydration, yeah. about fueling, about um, you know what to drink, how much to drink, what to eat, how much to eat. These are all these little changes and little education sessions we keep on doing with them. So these are all which are fit into his training plan. And that's how it takes about six to nine months for him to be race ready. Yeah. How is fueling different from uh, just say regular running or regular cycling? Uh, how is the triathlon fueling different from these individual sports? See, uh, triathlon fueling plays a very essential role purely because the time of the day you race. And the conditions you race in. I mean, you know, if you're if you're lucky, you go in European or the American conditions where it's colder. But most of us, to start with, we, we promote all the Southeast Asian countries. A, of course, it's cheaper to travel, easy to travel, visa is not an issue. So people travel there and they're most of them hot and humid conditions. So over there, the amount of sweat you do, I mean, the amount of sweating and the amount of, you know, calories you burn, you need to educate them to fuel at the right time. You know, when you're swimming, you're, of course, there. you can't feel yourself for the obvious reasons. So you need to understand pre-race so that you do a good swim when you come out. And races, when you when you saddle, you're doing at, uh, depending on the race you choose, either it's a rolling hill or a climb or a flat course. You know, you are understanding that, you know, your body is losing a lot of calories. Your body is putting a lot of different kind of efforts when you're on the saddle, different power zones you're training in. And if you're not fueling up, uh, and you're providing the right uh, calories for your body, the energy system will collapse after good about four, four and a half hours. Then you're totally talking about your pure gut, totally depending on you finish your race, you have the energy, but you're not able to push yourself. I mean, you're an ultra athlete, you understand, you know, that unless you fuel yourself well, and you are putting in the right amount of calories and the right amount along with the right kind of product, which goes with your gut, which goes with what you've practiced for, and, and and that's how your energy system will start working on. And, yeah, and, and at the right time. like At the right time, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you are on the saddle, uh, you know, taking that sip and, and finishing about 750 to about a liter of isotonic drink every hour plays an important role because it's not just about reforcing. It has to be a part of your habit. Unless you start p putting your hand down, taking that bottle out of the cage and sip that, you will not do it on the race day. So that has to be put in practice in the training. I mean, you know, we keep on emphasizing your race is simply what you do in your trainings, what you practice, how you practice, 
what you do this how you go race so you need to understand these integrity you need to understand that it is not like a a marathon where you are training and you are just standing and if you are under prepared by some way or the other you can push you know uh, uh, the amount of uh, uh, time individual spends the amount of money individual spends uh, you know traveling internationally generally most of the athletes have their families traveling with them because you know ironman 70.3 is a big aspiration for a lot of people they want to travel with their family the amount of cost involved the amount of emotions involved and if you're not ready to be there mm. at the start line feeling ready uh then more or less the chances are that you might not able to finish so and you don't want to be in that situation it's not a very pleasant feeling for an athlete as a coach it doesn't uh, you know feel good but more or less as an athlete it's 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 uh, pretty challenging yeah that there is a lot that goes on, uh, yeah. into it so and, um so i mean that explains why a lot of people struggle uh, with with not just training not just racing uh, but this entire sport uh, people get into trouble uh, because they've they're not able to visualize all the challenges that are coming up it's not just hydration nutrition but also when you're getting into it you have to realize uh, you have to think about all the aspects involved money time emotions absolutely and i think that is that is the difference between if you hire a coach like we had we had this discussion earlier you know when you hire a coach you know we just don't uh, train a person by giving him plans you know we help him pick up a race pick up the right race conditions for him we we help him understand how would he travel there all these guys are first timers you know they don't even know how to take their bike over there yeah. so help them understand how to take the bike we teach them as simple as i've taught so many people how to fix a puncture yeah. i have physically done that on my own because the goal in the end is again uh, it's for him to finish well finish strong that's an aspiration it's not just about putting a plan and saying chalo ja ke race kar lo but we need to get him to cl- closer to his aspiration and say hey wow i'm happy to do that i mean i recently trained um, um, an individual uh, he's a, um, a very very senior leader owns uh, steel mills and he has more than about 5 to 10000 employees working for him he finished ironman goa with me and he came to me and he showed me his medal i helped him coach uh, uh, and finish his race and and he finished very very strong uh, and you know he came to me and he hugged me and he said coach i'm going to show this to my team members and see the amount of you know the positivity which i'm going to press around in my mills in my factories just this medal and his goal was just to be an inspiration to his uh, employees and i think it was uh, it was fantastic when when i heard that and he was overwhelmed of course but it was a very very uh, pleasant feeling as a coach for me but that he shared his experience yeah i think uh, this this brings us to a very very important point which is they say about ironman in particular or triathlons in particular the full distance triathlons you should start with why what's your why so how do you uh, suggest people figure out uh they why how how can they define it uncover it uh well i think defining this why comes in the journey uh you know a lot of times people just come to us they want to do triathlons because they want to do something more as simple as it gets you know because majority of the times any triathlete who joins the club i make sure that i have a conversation with him to understand for the same reason mm. like you put across why why do you want to do it what is driving you so we've ha- i've had these conversations with most of my athletes and i would say majority of the folks would come and say kuch karna hai coach kya karna hai kaise karna hai nahi aap batao so the why comes in their whole process in terms of understanding 
of what they are uh, you know doing this for whom they are doing it for is it for themselves or is it to be an inspiration for their family inspiration for the team employees whatever yeah. it's their why it's not that we can help them achieve it's just that we make sure they stick to the process 90% of the time when you reach the finish line you understand the reason of why you're doing it and people and and when when you meet them at the finish line you understand that you know he's found his he's yeah. found his calling if he's yeah. there he'll he'll be there Yeah. yeah no that's one way of finding it yeah yeah i, I mean uh, you don't have to have all the answers always yes. uh, you just start and you figure certain things out on the journey yeah jatin sir crossfit you are also a crossfit trainer so um, is crossfit a sport for everyone um, should everyone pursue it would you say uh my answer is yes not because i'm trained in it because i believe in it now what we need to understand is that you know over years now crossfit has been misused has been not taken in the right way and has not been driven through the right way i mean for example what this crossfit teaches you it teaches you to move better to move faster now for you and me we all have to move now who is asking you to move with a 100 kg barbell on your shoulder you know the loading and the overloading is something which you have to choose all the functional movements which you do in a day to day life so what is crossfit crossfit is a mix of strength training power lifting a lot of mobility drills everything put together they they're not they don't have their own program it's a nicely curated program which is driven by a coach a crossfit class is always driven by a coach uh which who is a certified l2 coach before he starts taking sessions that's the ideal case now we have a lot of people who are not certified in doing crossfit sessions it's the same thing you know you go to a doctor he has 20 years of experience and you ask him for a for a medicine of course you know his experience his education will play a role somebody who's not certified who's not qualified and you ask him for a, a advice what will he do he will just randomly or with his experience will give you that right same goes with crossfit as well if you are picking up a good coach who knows his job there are various crossfit boxes in gurgaon there are various functional training boxes or 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 training centers in gurgaon who have spent enough time doing that now that is where a coach's role come into play so we've had people who come at the age of 48 50 doing crossfit with us now and we have in the same group a 22 year old and a 28 year old doing the same workout the workout is same you and i have to move for example if i have to do a front squat you have to do a front squat is it necessary for us yes it is that's what we do every day we sit and stand every day right so we have to squat every day now who is asking to that lady to pick up a heavy weight to do that squat she can take anything that challenges her now that could be a pvc pipe that could be as simple as two water bottles because we are teaching them to move we are not compulsory telling them to pick up heavy loads move and progressively overload progressively overload thank you for putting that word it's progressively overload you know people come to us and we so so you know over time how we train also we don't put all the bunch in one group we've got a a, a group which we call the boot camp yellow flow group now what does that flow means we teach them to move we teach them body weight movement we slowly and gradually start them with abstract weights could be a 2 kg dumbbell could be a med ball of 6 kgs and then once they've spent good time of 3 to 6 months where they've understood the movement patterns they've understood the meaning of push understood the meaning of pull understood the meaning of you know squatting deep that's where we start loading them into a different group altogether so 
you know it is not just that the crossfit is bad for you the way it is taught the way it is handled the way it is dealt is what is important what we need to understand so if in the end of the day if you ask me that question i would say absolutely it has to be it is important for everybody it just has to be done in the right way it just has to be done in the right way absolutely so getting towards the end of the podcast uh, let us talk about your personal journey as an athlete uh, when you did your first ironman now you've done four when you did your first one what was the journey like so in the entire journey there are different moments right you start off on a high and then you experience um, a slump and then you pick yourself up and then there's there's a moment and there are multiple or sometimes depending on how well you're trained sometimes there are multiple moments wherein that noise in your head tells you to quit like this is it this is all you had and you're done with it aaj chhod de aaj sahi nahi fir we'll sign up for the next race and we'll we'll pick it up when that happens what do you tell yourself how do you pick yourself up i think this happens in every race i think before you um, jump in the water you know these thoughts are always in your mind you know but the the beauty of about triathlons you know that as soon as you touch the water it just flips and then you know you are just doing the daily routine but yes i mean over time as you fatigue out as you've kind of getting into the rhythm uh, you know you spend so much hours on the saddle alone and and like you know endurance is a no matter you train in groups no matter you run with people when you're training but when you're racing you're all by yourself so you're on that saddle all by yourself for good two and a half three hours so a lot of thoughts go in your head uh, and and that is the time when you really start thinking ki main kyon kar raha hu why am i torturing myself so all these thoughts keep on coming i don't think there could be any athlete at whatever level whether he is a professional whether he is an amateur whether he is a recreational triathlete every th- everybody would go through this thought process yeah and that's where you need to believe in your process believe in the training believe in the hours you spent over over months in doing what you're doing in uh, you know uh, believing in the passion you have for this sport and 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 it'll automatically come to you yeah i mean of course when once you're off the saddle and when you take those first few steps there's a lot of uncertainty which comes in your head no matter whether it's your first or your fourth or your fifth it always comes but once you've taken a few steps once your blood starts flowing in your legs you're in the routine and then you know that nobody's going to stop you so you're going to keep given go in and give your best so yeah i mean those are these moments which are uh, always making you stronger as an athlete physically and mentally yes yeah No, I guess we we're all beating our own um, like uh, this 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 devil that's in our head that plays in our heads when we when we're doing these endurance events. Every time we we beat that noise in our head, uh, we it's a victory, right? And that's what makes us stronger when we deal. With Absolutely, it and time. I think I think this is something which I heard. Uh, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there are some very senior coaches based out of the US, which I love listening to. So there was a podcast I was listening to, and it it was a very very. Uh, Uh, i would say uh, an easy way he said you know whenever this thought comes in your mind eat something i've kind of stuck by that interesting little thing mm. and you won't believe it it works they always say that if you are having these thoughts means you're low in glycogen your sugar wow. dro- levels are dropping eat something 
divert your attention give some sugar in your blood you'll be all right and it has worked and i give this advice to all my athletes jaise lag raha rambar mil gaya and it works it wonders it wonders mm. you know whenever i get this thought if i am on the saddle i'll pop in an energy bar and i'll start chewing or i'll take a date or i'll eat a gel whatever i'll just divert and it somehow just distracts I me i can imagine this working for, for firstly it distracts you yes. right and then of course if if the if the thought was because of low energy then of course that glycogen going in does I'll, the job for simple thing just keep on duplicating what works yeah. so yeah i've never gone back and yeah. given it a thought again so great sir so the podcast is called find your ultra yeah um, and uh, so what's your version of um, ultra life and how do you go about finding it and what's your advice for people who are going about finding their ultra i think for me finding your ultra is always to uh, do what you believe in and what you love doing uh, don't do anything because of any kind of peer pressure if you don't enjoy running don't enjoy don't do it nobody stopping just because you know we are triathletes and you are runner you are talking about this that means you have to go run if running doesn't give you if your ultra is doing something different could be cycling could be strength training could be as simple as doing yoga anything but just follow something which you believe in and you enjoy in the end if you don't enjoy it and if you are doing it because for xyz reason you'll not sustain it it'll not become your habit ever so do something which is a sustainable which you enjoy and just keep on doing it uh i am a long distance runner yeah. i want to become an iron man but i hate cycling yeah what do i do <laughs> <laughs> uh uh find yourself a relay team do the running part uh, do the swimming part find a cyclist <laughs> that's one way you know yeah. we we promoting this quite a lot now because mm. um, what has happened is what we've seen in goa this year is that we took about three teams but we saw that you know a lot of people were stepping out with the same thought process that a i want to taste the flavor of a triathlon so i don't want to do to all the three can i spend time on doing one get the energies and get to understand how it is so out of the 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 nine people who went i was one of the relay team members i did the swimming part in goa this year i didn't do the whole triathlon i had just recently done uh, western sydney so i was kind of on my recovery period so i did a swim only but what what people understood from that was that we have a cyclist who did a lady who's now getting into running and who's going to start swimming now so she's now already looking to do a full, a 70.3 goa next year so we see these stories coming out where people it's want infectious. to it's infectious it's infectious and the energy is beautiful it's yeah. amazing and the load which you like we were talking earlier the load which triathlon puts on your body compared to running training is very different yeah. i find it much easier because it's always doing different skill mentally it's very very uh, i would say um, uh, interesting it keeps you engaged than just going and running try no, i guess I, i guess easier is also relative so like b- because you used to all three sports yeah. you probably find that easier but someone like me who who does not enjoy cycling yeah. uh, will find it very challenging in fact i i have tried i have done half iron distances in training and right. i find them much more challenging than a, than let's say 100k run no no i totally yeah. agree it is it is physically demanding mentally it needs yeah. you to be in the game for you to be pushed but if you are in the game and like i said you know if you like it if you're interested in the whole thing and if you're passionate about it it'll come you'll find a way yeah you'll find a way so it's yeah. it's so again coming back to your thing just be consistent find something what you love and just do it as simple as it gets just before we go tell these people where they can find you uh you can follow me on uh, instagram uh, jatin_arora77 uh you can follow us on bootcamp yellow uh, same website 
same Instagram handle. Uh, if you want to know anything about triathlons, uh, Tri Club Gurgaon is our Insta handle. Uh, you can feel free to ping me one on one on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to get on a call and help you understand what it takes for you to get into uh, triathlons. Uh, uh, don't worry, I'm not going to charge anything you for that. But just ping me. I'll be more than happy to uh, help you do it to understand to get going with it. And if it's there, just feel free to connect. I'll be more than happy to help. Jatin sir, it's been an inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for taking. Thank you, Vipin. It's a pleasure to have you here, and uh, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us till the end. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends and family. So do look forward to the 1st and the 15th of every month. See you in the next episode and until then my friends, keep working on finding your ultra.